Welcome back, Generation Design. We are so excited to be with you today. I'm Rachel. And I'm Robbie. And today we have a special guest, Hunter. I don't know your last name. Evans. Hunter Evans. Okay. So, Hunter, tell us about yourself. Yeah. So that our listeners can get to know you. For sure. Yeah. Um, so... Again, I'm Hunter Evans. Um, I got back from my mission, I think it's been six months now. Wow. Um, I served in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Best mission on the planet, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, and it was a good time. Great experience. Um, and as I've been back home, um, I'm just a local here in Cass Valley. So I live in Hiram. Um, and I, I work here up on campus um, with a special education program. And I'm also heavily involved with the Institute on the LDSSA Council. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to school currently, but I'm on campus a ton. So it's kind of a cool, cool mixture of what I'm going to do right now. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have Hunter on today because we're going to be kind of talking about our talents and how we can grow those talents and why we were given those talents. So yeah. um, Hunter has an awesome talent. He does. <laughs> if only we could show it through If there's the a visual aspect to this. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we could like... Make the like little Instagram post and have some of his. Hey, you know, there you talent. go. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so, anyways, yeah, not to spoil it, but what is your talent? Right. So I love art, um, visual arts. So again, with the podcast, it's kind of hard to present that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. How'd you get into that? Um. So, I think it probably all started like I know, like when you're a little kid and small, like everyone's introduced to like a paper crayons at some point in their lives yeah um and I think I kind of just attached to that and just whenever I was bored or didn't have anything to do you could find me just drawing yeah on paper um and then I think honestly a big shift of where it got more involved in my life was when um I was in kindergarten actually (laughs) and I had an an art teacher that kind of saw what I was doing and kind of was like, hey, you're really good at that. That's what he told me. And I think just from that experience of him recognizing that and then in the future inviting me to like private art lessons, like that shaped me. So I don't know, like if that wouldn't have happened, I don't know if it would be as big of a part of my life as it is today. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. cool. Kindergarten, wow. Yeah, way back when. (laughs) That's like Picasso level, but better. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh. You could see it from when you were five. Yeah. Yeah. Talent. Mm -hmm. But um, so I guess what do you do with your art now? Like how have you kind of gone and gone in that direction since kindergarten? How have you yeah. developed it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so again, like at the beginning, it kind of just started out as like a, a fun little thing to do when I was bored. And it's something that I enjoyed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how it was for a long time. It was just kind of like a hobby. I would just kind of just do when I wanted and it, that was pretty much it. Um, but kind of in high school when I started getting into that, I kind of started getting into more commission pieces where people would approach me and they'd see what I was doing and they'd be like, hey, could you could you draw this for me and we can, we can pay you? And I was like, yeah, cool, sure. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that a ton and then to the point where I eventually kind of got into social media for promoting it. Yeah. Um, and nowadays I'm doing it. So I work part time up here on campus mm-hmm. and the rest of my day is just filled with doing art for people wow. and doing commission pieces. Sounds so pretty cool. It's kind of translating into like a career a little bit, which 
I appreciate and I love it. So yeah. So are, are you going to study art? Like, is that something that you're going to study or is it just oh, this is my business right now. Right, so that's a great question. And honestly, I don't know if I have the answer to that. Mm. Um, I think I could. Um, I plan on going to school in the future sometime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I think it'd be cool to do a couple classes. I think it would push me in different avenues because um, I'm kind of an artist that will stay in their comfort zone a lot. Yeah. So again, with those commission pieces, when they come to me and they're like, hey, we want you to draw this, and it's something that I'm not used to. It kind of pushes me in that aspect. Yeah. So I think getting an education on that would help me too. But then you also have the other side of things where it's like self-motivated and uh, just kind of doing it in that direction yeah. too. So yeah. I don't know. There, there's your answer. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. So that's <laughs> life, right? Mm-hmm. I think in anything, even those that are studying, like to go in through a career path, like I'm doing that and I – still don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm confused as ever. But yeah. just kind of keeping going, keeping your head up. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then so it's obvious that you've been interested in art since you were very little. Yeah. So was that always a dream of yours or did it kind of like what happened? How did how did this happen? How did you start doing art like as a profession? Right. Yeah. Um so uh, I think on the professional side of things, like it honestly hadn't crossed my mind. Again, I'm just doing it for fun when I want to or when I'm bored. Um, and again, I think it started when like the first person approached me and was like, hey, can you do a commission piece for me? Um, in fact, I think it was just a good family friend and they wanted me to do like a portrait of their grandparents who had passed away. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I'm just kind of like, drawing dinosaurs and fish and just a bunch of like wildlife and stuff so I'd never done like a portrait drawing so it was like intimidating Mm -hmm. super duper intimidating I'm like I can I can try I'm like I'll give it a shot and it ended up turning a lot it turned out a lot better than I thought it would Mm -hmm. um so then I think once I got the first couple like commission pieces that's when it really started to translate into something I'm like oh I could I could make something out of this rather than just like a a hobby I could make it more than that right wow and so that must have been honestly terrifying you know that first oh, yeah. time especially turning <laughs> oh, it yeah. in mm-hmm. but um I'm sure because art is kind of like more, one of those more vulnerable sides because it's honestly just like a raw talent kind of thing I think a lot of times where it's something that's so personal yeah that mm-hmm. it's kind of terrifying to share yeah that, um, that's true uh-huh but so through your journey of kind of going and going through that how do you think God has helped you with this talent and just kind of like starting a business and developing art? Right. Oh, that's a great question. Um, so hands down, like this, the, the first thing that came to my mind is that I know for a fact that this talent was given to me by God um, just because it, it started out in a way where I could just draw like so good and I couldn't, I couldn't really like explain it. Um, and just through some personal experiences, like I know the source that it comes from of where it first started out now on the, I guess, I don't want to say the opposite side of things, but just another way to look at it too. I know that it's a God given gift, but I know that it takes practice and it takes hard work. Like I know my art wouldn't be where it's at today with, if it didn't have its hard work, 
or if it didn't have its divine origin as well. So it's like a balance between those two things. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Have you had any personal experiences like with just kind of more specific, if you don't mind sharing, Mm -hmm. of just how God has shown you that, yeah, this is your talent and you should expand on it. And I do want you to do this, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, so I had a big experience. Um, so it happened before my mission. It was my junior year in high school and my, my parents, um, they're kind of motivating me and encouraging me to do like a religious piece, Mm -hmm. um, specifically a picture of Jesus Christ. Um, and I, I thought that was great and cool. I just wanted, I just didn't know how to go about doing it. Because mm-hmm. I want it to it to be unique, um, and uh, I don't know. I just wanted it to, to be personal and just present it in a way that others hadn't before. So that was kind of the challenge, um, and uh, I figured I would like pray about it and seek some personal revelation um, to kind of get his side of stuff and put it together. Um, and honestly, it took a long, long time. Like I think it was like three months of just. And again, like it wasn't just constantly praying every night. And that was just the question that was always on my mind. I feel like at the beginning, I was really focused on it. But by the end of the the, the three months, it was just kind of like in the back of my head. It wasn't at the front of my thoughts. Um, but I remember one day, like it again, like it's been three months since I first started thinking about this. And uh, I'm just at the kitchen counter. I'm just eating PB and J, just watching, <laughs> watching my shows on YouTube or something. And my mom, she was listening to a talk. Um, it was entitled Behold the Man mm-hmm. by Dieter F. Uchtdorf. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, it was given by in the previous conference. Um, so she was listening to that, and it was kind of muffled, um, and I honestly wasn't really paying attention. But as the talk continued forward, um, I kind of just started listening a little bit more. And then as I did that, um, just in my mind, just immediately, just this picture began to formulate in my mind. And I, I just knew like exactly what I needed to do. I'm like, that's it. I'm like, okay, well, we got to act on this. We got to, we got to get this going. So, um, immediately, like I just set my, my PBJ down. I'm like, all right, we got to focus on this. So, um, I went into my room, I grabbed my phone. And then I just took a picture of myself just with my hands kind of outstretched um, and took that as my reference image. And then um, I had that picture of me kind of doing that. And then I had to translate me with my hands outstretched to Christ with his hands outstretched. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a cool process to go through that um, and just have that finished. And honestly, the process with that picture I think it was the quickest and smoothest transition from a start to a finish that I've ever had to this day Wow! in an art piece that I've ever done. Um, and then, yeah, I, it was quick and I wouldn't say it was easy. Uh, it still had its challenges, but they just seemed to kind of just fall into place as I put the effort forward. Um, and then probably a month later, the picture was done. Um, and then I entitled it Behold the Man based off of Very that cool. talk. Wow. Um, and to kind of explain the picture a little bit more, that's the interesting thing with doing a podcast with an artist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
so again, like it's just Christ's hands outstretched and you can see the marks in his hands and in his mm-hmm. wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's the resurrected Jesus Christ as well. Um, and the picture only shows kind of like the hands and some of the torso. So you're not seeing like his face or like his legs or anything like that. It's just the torso and it's really focused on the hands. Just kind of for the aspect of like that it's it's personable in a way to where the viewer can kind of formulate the rest of the picture in their mind. Yeah. So it's not so restrictive yeah. um, to them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. And it just showed me that, hey, God cares about the talents that you have. Um, and he's willing to help you in avenues in in his work and just in your personal pleasure and just like helping right. others out too. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but I'm also an artist. Oh, I did yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. So, and okay. I also, I do a lot of sketching and like with, with yeah. pencils and stuff. So it's fun to like hear from a fellow artist. For sure. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't really know where I was going with that, but. It's just cool to hear your process. And then I'm assuming you do mostly pencil, right? And so yeah, yep. mm-hmm. it's, it's like black and white. There's not color. Right. Yeah. So that's what, mostly what I'm doing. Um, and then I'll also do ink as well. But Very that's cool. also in black and white. So yeah. that's kind of where, where I fall into place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think that's cool because also, you know, there's some, I guess, not really controversy, but what color was Jesus, you know? Right. Like, because some people portray him as white, some people portray him as, like, darker. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with a black and white piece, you can also use that to, like, do whatever, Yeah, yeah. you know, I think how, like, the the piece is, like, formulated, too, it kind of just, it boils it down to really what it is. Like, hey, this is Jesus Christ, right? Like, we can get into all that stuff of, like, oh, what did he look like? And just other things like that, that like in the eternal scheme of things, like don't really matter. Yeah. But it just boils it down to like, hey, this is what it is. You can think what you will about the rest, but hey, this is what I'm trying to portray. Yeah. Well, I mean, he definitely has hands and he definitely yeah, has marks right. in his hands. So, <laughs> right. Definitely. Yeah. And I, yeah, just feel like a lot of people can identify with black and white pictures. So yeah, that's, that's just that's really cool. where that's I cool. was like, coming yeah. from. But I just, I wasn't really impressed by the story that you were sharing. And I think it's really interesting because right there are multiple things. I think that from your story, honestly, represent the gospel and Christ so much of the, we have to come and we have to have a question mm-hmm. a lot of times right before we're going to receive an answer. Yeah. Like we have to like, for me at least think I have to think it out beforehand of like, okay, this is like the question. This is what I'm thinking. Now I can go to God. And if I have that, he'll help me. But then also you're saying that like you had to have that in your mind, but you thought for three months. Oh yeah. Long basically. time. That's a, <laughs> long honestly time. a long time. And I think it's really hard, you know, to have that patience, one, to receive an answer. But a lot of times, right, we talk about having these talents and these gifts and a lot of times gifts that we know or God has promised to us. And I don't know about you guys, but there are like some gifts that I'm still waiting on. I'm like, okay, like I'm supposed to be good at this, but like I'm not. Like, how yeah, is I, this supposed to get better? I and totally it's feel that developing, and so, so it takes time to develop talents, and a lot of times we're waiting for a long time, and it's a very like line upon line process. How I guess have you seen maybe in other talents that you have, mm-hmm. or uh, other talents that you've seen other people go because you said that you were served a mission. Um, kind of that process of developing a talent and sticking with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. 
Um, I think, hmm. There's kind of a story along with this one too. I yeah, guess. go for go it. Ahead. We love um, yeah. stories. Yeah. Okay. Story time. <laughs> um, so, if you knew Hunter Evans when he was a young kid, um, you you'd probably only know like a couple things about him, and one that would have to be in the list was he was the shyest person you have ever met in your life. <laughs> That's just how I was. I was I was so so shy. Um, to the point where like, if I had like a grade mix up in a class and I wanted to get a better grade, like I was so scared, I wouldn't go talk to the teacher to fix it. <laughs> I would just opt out and be like, no, I think I can, I can settle for this lower grade just cause I'm scared. <laughs> That's kind of how it was for yeah. like a lot of things. Um, and, uh, my parents, they would always like motivate me and be like, you can, you can talk good. Like you are, you're good at that. And I'm like, have you, do you know me? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> So that was kind of the thing. Uh, and then I remember like it was just that way on until I had an experience in, I think it was like eighth grade or something. We were at like this big old state conference um, and a member of the 70 was there and he gets up and he's making some announcements and then they kind of do the announcement of like who's going to bear their testimony, um, put you on the spot sort of a deal. And he's going through the names. He's like, yep. And then we're going to have Hunter Evans. And I, oh. and I was like mentally freaking out. I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. They did not warn you at all? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Cool. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. So I like lean over to my mom and I'm like, hey, so can I, can you like give me like a pencil and paper to like, so I can write some of my thoughts down before I try to go up there and do this thing. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, for sure. Um, and so I jotted some, a couple of things down and I I feel like a thing that I love about myself is like when I get put in those situations, I won't back down, I guess yeah. is what you could say. I won't give up. Mm -hmm. um, so that was an aspect that like really translated this to what it is and how it changed me. But so I'm like, okay, I'm really, really scared, but like I have to do this. Like I just couldn't see a way out of it, even though there probably was, mm -hmm. but I just couldn't see that. Um, so I went up there, get it done, do my thing, and then sit back down. And I'm like, you know what? That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. I was really, really scared. But during it, not so much. Um, and then that kind of translated into like high school and just, I don't know, doing like speaking assignments or in front of the class. Like I would still be really, really nervous. But I began to notice is when I was when I was speaking and doing it, not nervous at all. Mm, I don't wow. know what it was. And then it translated into like giving talks at church to the point where like, I don't know, the bishop was like, hey, would you speak? Like, it's totally fine if you don't want to. I'm like, no, I, I actually want to. Cause, I do. I want right, to. Because <laughs> it was a weird thing where it was like the anticipation for it. I was super stressed out. But in it was like this this new comfort zone, which was really, really weird. But I was still growing in that aspect. And then, of course, as I went on to go on a mission, that pushed me in new ways. And now with being involved with the LDSSA Council, it's just pushing me in new ways to just get out of my shell to who I am today. Mm -hmm. So now like public speaking, I love it. Like, and, but beforehand I'm really, really stressed, but when I'm in it speaking, I'm totally chill. Wow. Kind of, yeah. kind of funny and weird, but yeah, I don't I mean, know. That's cool. So, yeah. so you're not nervous anymore. Like that's kind of died down or do you still get nervous? So, so also get nervous beforehand. Um, just the anticipation for it, but as it's happening and after totally chill. That's really awesome. Why. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I totally get it because I grew up being, like, extremely shy. Like, yeah. I 
I could not deal with public speaking yeah, or join the club. being the only one in the room like that I didn't know. I, mm-hmm. I'm i still like not a huge fan of that. Like if I don't know anyone and then like I come in and it's just, it freaks me out. Right. Like I totally, I totally get it. But it's interesting how, right, these gifts and tools that honestly are important to have, like that God wants us to have. I'm, I'm positive God wants us to be able to talk to other people and to communicate. Yeah, for sure. And to be able to share things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... That reminds me of something. Perfect. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. But um, <laughs> but just how there are those, I think, challenges and trials that honestly help develop us and grow. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely seen that, and it sucks sometimes, you know? <laughs> that, like, it's true. You have to go and like kind of like get like in the end like a hard shell. And that only happens mm-hmm. through having to go through the fire of being terrified and realizing that yep. it's – not that it's not a big deal because feelings are valid, but that it's going to be okay. Yeah, you can push through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, sorry. that It just so reminded good. me of, so in Come Follow Me last week, it was about Enoch mm-hmm. and how he was like slow of speech or whatever, mm-hmm. and God used him, and then he became like a powerful speaker, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's just cool because um, he makes our weaknesses strengths. And I feel like that kind of ties into, you know, why does God give us talents and why Mm -hmm. does he want us to use some things that we don't consider talents like in us and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So do you have anything like that you are thinking of while I'm saying this that you'd like want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like as you were talking about that, something just came to my mind. Um, like I've seen it within myself and, I feel like you see it with like the great people who have these amazing talents that you're like, wow, that is awesome, whatever it may be. Honestly, I feel like sometimes a talent for an individual starts as a weakness. Definitely. I think. So I don't know. Like if you're listening to this and maybe if you just have a weakness or you're like, man, I, I suck at that. <laughs> it's like I am not good at that. Who That might be one of your talents, just sitting dormant. I don't know. I mm-hmm. think a lot of the times there's there's a there's like a wall that you'll mm-hmm. come to, um, whether it's with like a weakness or a fear or whatever. And if you can get around it, under it, over it, break it down, whatever it may be, then you can and breach the gap. That's when I feel like that's really when God can start working like in your life and he can translate those um those weaknesses into strengths or those common things into a talent that you're really, really good at. Yeah. And again, it goes back to that balance of, of course, divine help is always going to be there. A lot of the times we forget to ask for it. Um, And he can help us break down those walls, get around them or whatever. Um, But it also takes effort as yeah. well. Nothing it's happens so without true. effort. Yeah. And, uh, what What is it that President Nelson says? Like, the Lord loves yep. effort. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's such a good one. And yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I, I really liked what you were, both were sharing, and it kind of, it's interesting how, right, our weaknesses become strengths, and mm-hmm. that's promised in the scriptures, and I think that's something that's so comforting. But also, it just was reminding me that a lot of times, like, it might not be even things that we thought would be our gifts, but if you have a desire to have it, and want to develop it god's not gonna say no like i i cannot skateboard or surf to save my life i legit one time i was trying to skateboard and i ended up doing the splits because i took one foot off to try and stop and like i still learned that that wheels do not stop just because you wish they do (laughs) but so 
sorry, I, like it, my team really random. I'm telling this, but um, yeah, I really I've always wanted to learn how to snowboard because mm-hmm. I just think that's so cool. Like I ski, but ski boots suck. I hate <laughs> ski boots so much. But snow boots seem really a lot nicer. I know this is really weird, but um, I went snowboarding for the first time on Friday, and oh, I nice. could not get up. And I was so frustrated, and I was like, this sucks. Like, I wish I just stuck with what I, I knew how to do that I've been doing for a while. And I remember I was praying to God. I was like, God, like, just please, I need to be able to get up. I'm in this class. Like, they're all waiting for me. I cannot get up. <laughs> I am sitting on the cold snow. Like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, just please help me get up. And I saw someone, like, go. So there's, like, heel side and, like, toe side. And so with heel side... It's like your your heels are into the mountain and you have to stand up that way. It's a little bit harder, but that's kind of like how you learn to snowboard is like looking where you're going. Uh-huh. But I saw someone do toe side, which is where you're looking up the mountain. And mm. so your back is to where you need to go. And then you have to turn around. And then you have to turn around. And here, I've oh. never snowboarded before in my entire life. <laughs> and I was getting really frustrated with going, like trying to get up normally. So I turned, I flipped myself around while I'm lying on the ground and I get up because that was so much easier. And here I am looking at the mountain and I'm like, this is the wrong way. Like, how am I supposed to get down backwards? And I remember praying. I just had this feeling of like, you know, trust. Like mm-hmm. that you got this and that like I'm going to help you. And so I was able to turn around and like start going down and it became easier. And every time I fell down, I'd just get really annoyed because I had to get back up again. But it made me think kind of this time about talents and how, right, maybe I don't know if snowboarding is important to God. Honestly, I don't. But I mean, if you he, like it, it might it's be. It's true. And it's like the thing that we're in primary where it's like the things that are important to us are important to God because he loves us. Yeah. And how, honestly, it's important to have these dreams and goals and these desires mm-hmm. and to turn weaknesses or things we never thought were possible into something that's possible because nothing's impossible with God. Yeah. And just kind of like how you're saying, like, there's divine help everywhere. Like, he just helped me get up, like, just to stand up, honestly. Yeah. And yeah. it's just really great. Yeah, like even though it seems silly, he will do those small things for you because he loves you. And so it's just important to think about like, oh, I do feel silly asking God to help me with this. But he wants to. Like he's your he's your father. Like he wants to help oh, yeah. you, you know? And so I think we should probably start wrapping up. But um, yeah, I guess along with that, just have you had any experiences where you felt like, something was insignificant and God helped you with that. Oh yeah. So as you were talking, like I just had another experience. Okay, coming I'm, I'm chock full of stories. I could go. We love it. We love <laughs> it. Oh, it's gosh. the best. Um, but so I personally know that God cares about the small details um, mm. in your life, whatever it may be. Um, so I had an experience when I was young again. And I, so the thing about me, I love to fly fish. That's just something mm. that grew up with. My parents love it. Um, and yeah, and we were going on a fly fishing trip, me and my dad. Um, I think it was like Lagoon Day at school <laughs> and I'm honestly not about roller coasters. <laughs> so I'm like, let's go fishing instead, dad. And so he's like, sounds good to me. So we were going, um, and it was over in Wyoming. So it's probably like three hours away yeah. to get to this river. And like halfway there, we're driving. We kind of start going through our checklist. I would not recommend doing that. Because if you leave something, then it's kind of hard to go back when you're halfway there. Right. Um, so we're going through it, and we find out that we forgot a fishing net. Oh. And uh, 
oh my gosh. And that's like one of the things you need when you're fishing. So I was like, just as a young kid, I'm like, great, our trip is ruined. This sucks. I'm like, this is the absolute worst. <laughs> that was kind of my mindset as we were driving to my dad. He's he's a smarter fisherman than I was at the time. And he knew that you could still catch fish without a net. It's a little bit harder, but it's possible. Um, but to me, that was the underworld. I'm like, no net. Man, this is not good. This is not going to be good. Um, so we're driving there. We're almost to the river. And I was just, I, I didn't really like say a prayer. Like I can't really remember just sitting down and be like, Heavenly Father, I want a net so bad right now. Like I, that just never really happened, but it was a di- desire in my heart. Right. Like I was like, man, I want a net so bad right now. That would just make this trip that much better. Um, so that was just constantly in my mind as we're pulling up to this place. And so uh, we get our gear on and we were walking down to the river. And right before we hop in the water, I look to my left and there's a net just sitting right on the bank, just placed there. Wow. And uh, I think it was a net that had been left um, behind last season and just kind of sat there. It was kind of old, but it was still functional. And I was kind of like, no way. I'm like, what? So we like go over and pick it up and I'm like, dad, here's a net. And he's like, oh my gosh. So we kind of had this cool little experience. But um, I think the rest of the trip, we ended up not catching any fish. (laughs) Um, But that's besides the point. I think it just, it taught me that God cares about the small details. Like it can be a boy with a fishing net. It can be a girl with snowboarding, right? Even if it's not eternally significant, like in salvation wise, um, I think God still cares about it because, you know, why would he, why would he give you a talent and not help you through it? Right. No matter how insignificant you may think it is. Right. Yeah. Well, very cool story to end with. Um, I think just maybe we could go around and kind of bear our testimonies of that just small little thing go first hunter cool yeah okay um i'm trying to find new stuff because i feel like (laughs) i've done a bunch of it but um yeah i think just just i have the strong belief that everyone has talents um even if you now if you just had the thought flash across your mind of no i don't you're wrong (laughs) you're just wrong because you do you do they're they're deep down in there they might again they might be your weaknesses that you might think are just insignificant Um, but as you trust in God and just ask him for help, um, he can help you. Yeah. And honestly, if you, I don't know, if you can't really recognize any gifts that you have, you know, there's the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's always a great one to go to. Right. Um, and that'll, that'll help you in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where my testimony lies, that talents are there for a reason and, they're great. They help us grow and they just create a lot of opportunity in life. Yeah. Um, I think just going on with that is that God will use us and will use our weaknesses and make them strengths and we should trust him. And I know that for a fact and that even though I have my setbacks and things that I don't think I'm very good at, um, I'm just not very confident in myself and God knows what I am good at. Like he knows me. And so I just know that if we trust him, then we can and will develop many talents and be able to help people with those talents. Yeah, and I'd like to add on the testimonies and everything that's been shared today that honestly, God loves us so much and 
he loves when we're passionate about something and have these desires. And I, I know this because I've seen it in my own life and people that I love of just, there is this light and this joy that comes to our lives that God brings when we have righteous desires. And those desires don't always have to be what um, seems like really like holy or righteous. Like we don't always have to have those desires that seem uh, completely gospel related, but it is any desire and anything that brings joy to our lives because God loves to see us happy. And he loves it when we have this joy. And honestly, men are that they might have joy. Yeah. And it is through these things. And that God gives us desires and dreams and passions for a reason. And it is so that we can come closer to him through developing all these things. And the last thing he wants us to do is to think that we don't have any talents or to hide them because we think that we're only given so many. There are so many ways that we can go and develop. And honestly, through this, become like Christ and have his countenance on us because it's all about developing us to become more well-rounded and honestly more holy. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 So that was a great discussion. Thank you for being with us today, Hunter. Um, yeah. So with that generation, Zion, remember that you're loved and that you have talents and try to use your talent to help somebody this week. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.